Hello and welcome to another episode of Cross Talk. I'm John. That's also John. You know this by now. <laughs> welcome uh, to part three. If I can count, I'm not in. I'm not in the account. No, I think that's right. Three. Yeah. Yeah. This is week three in our series. Thankful when um, we've been taking thankfulness from a different perspective, and. Um, you know, we all have the, the good stuff and, and that's great. We want to celebrate and you should thank God for that. That's good too. But um, we definitely take a Obi-Wan Kenobi approach, you know, from a certain point of view, uh, even the bad stuff, even the stuff that kind of sucks and even the stuff we don't necessarily want to be thankful for can bear some good fruit. I think if we have a, a certain posture and take it from a certain angle, uh, we can see a light at the end of the, the tunnel, a silver lining, if you will. And so uh, we're continuing in that. And this week we're talking about being thankful when God seems silent. And all of the topics we picked, uh, and I have to say, before anybody yells at me about the topics, it was me and Captain, okay? Uh, if you're going to yell, it was mostly John. <laughs> right. I came up with the thankful win, and then you filled in the gap. No. Um, but uh, when, we, when we came with this, we knew it was going to be heavy, and so we wanted to bring in uh, some big guns, and we wanted to bring in some good folks who can definitely speak truthfully to the subject matter, but also really uh, give it that pendulum swing of, yes, it's this, but God can do this with it uh, and such. And so uh, with that, we have with us the dynamic duo of Matt and Jamie Satterley. Hey. I think I do this every time. You do something every time, but I, I, I don't know what it would be called. Um, you can tell they're professionals. Look at look at their setup. Right. Um, for those that don't know, um, can you guys kind of give a, a window into? Because you guys you guys are podcasters outside of this. You're not just a you know just special guests. You're you're very special guests. We pretend to be podcasters. <laughs> All podcasters I would actually call us podcasters. <laughs> we we have a record ourselves talking about ridiculous things into a microphone we have a podcast uh that comes out every other week it's based it's kind of rooted out of peer magazine it's called the battle line podcast so in this last episode that's about the drop we recorded yesterday actually we talk about the witches of tiktok so you guys are talking about when god being thankful when god's being silent we're like hey you want to talk about witches on tiktok (laughs) cool let's do that and then jamie of course has double podcast duty because she's got here, uh, War Cry, which is Fight for Good as fight well. Good. Yeah. yeah. But that's uh, a lot more interview-based, and I don't record every one of those. I have a team. We rotate some different segments. So. Um, yeah, I, and I've fun. been really enjoying that. And um, now both of those you can you can find on the Peer site, right? You can get connected to both of those. There. So the battle line you can find on Peer. Uh, the fight for Good is primarily out of the War Cry, but anywhere you listen to podcasts, you just search them up, you can find them. There you go. So do that. Um, I, I've particularly enjoyed the the fight for good, um, the, the perspectives that takes. And I, I like interviews. I like picking people's brains myself. So Wow. Not battle line. Wow. Rude. <laughs> well, you know, well, Matt, we talk about witchcraft, about... so it's a little bit of a different vibe. <laughs> well, look, now, I, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned we're that. not pro witchcraft. I should just say we like Harry Potter. But... <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the only good so, like with this light is witchcraft. No, my wife will be very interested. She's in the middle of a book about cults right now. And so she's been uh, bringing up at any given point she can um, Satanism, 
uh, and seeing what people think about that. Because part of the perspective of the book is the, the misunderstandings of what it is. And so she True. loves picking people's brains of what do you think Satanism is? True. And, and, and talking about that. She's, she's she's such a nerd for weird things. For Satanism. Well, no. So my wife does not condone nor believe in Satanism. We have to run the little disclaimer at the bottom. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure she defends herself in the comments. Yes. Yeah. But, um, no, we love you, Megan. Yes, for sure. And so, and similarly, I, I understand we're all just unprofessionals trying to seem professional at podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if if anyone's listened to an episode of Crosstech, they know we're not experts. But um, what we lack in expertise, we we make up for in testimonies and and experience. I think, uh, and certainly things that will be unique to us. And I think what we're going to talk about ton tonight will be very unique to us um, for sure. But uh, I think we can all relate to a time when we felt like God was silent, where God was absent when we needed him most, maybe, you know. Um, and so, but before we dig too deep into the deep conversation, I was curious about a time when you felt that you had clearly felt God's leading or heard God's voice, a time opposite to what we're really talking about because i think sometimes i don't want to assume that everyone has felt like there may be people listening to this or that will tune in that it felt like well my whole christian walk has been silence mm -hmm. what are you talking about I, you know and so um have you had a, an instance that was counter to that silence yeah absolutely uh and this is really the only time i've ever heard what i would say is the audible voice of god was actually uh i interestingly enough was not now at the time I would have called myself a Christian, not living a, <laughs> the lifestyle of a Christian. You're uh, a church goer. Yes. You know, an officer's kid. So you're there all the time. You believe in Jesus. Hey, Are you really following him? Do you have a relationship? Not really. But I would have said, if you'd asked me, I'd be like, of course I'm a Christian. Um, but it was actually uh, the first time I felt called to ministry in any sort of way. I remember uh, it was at, it was at a commissioning time, which was uh, a miracle that I was even in the meeting because typically, you know, you would go in for like the first five minutes and then you would see all the teenagers like stand up and leave and migrate to the lobby where all the fun was happening. Yeah. That's typically where I would have been. I don't even know why I was in the meeting at this particular time. Uh, but I remember here, like audibly hearing a voice in my ear that said, Jamie, this is what I have for you. And of course mm -hmm. I'm like, well, that's first of all, that what is happening because God doesn't speak to me this way. Right. Uh, two, I was not even in a place where I was, even I was speaking to God in a way that, you know, had meaning or value or whatever. And then uh, I was like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> no, 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 this is the last thing that I will be doing with my life uh, is what is happening here this weekend. Uh, but, you know, God has a sense of humor. So, hey, and here you are here. Yes, Podcasting. here I am. <laughs> I've never heard God audibly at all. Um, I get jealous of people who have, who have said that they've had that experience, but I felt very clearly God's leading uh, when I was actually with the good captain there in uh, summer service corps. We were down together in Asuncion, Paraguay. I remember the place, El Riddell uh, Children's Home, and we were about to do a kids' meeting, and we were all sitting around in the back hallway uh, but there was a back hallway behind the chapel, behind the platform. And it was in that moment we were just all, you know, uh, hanging out. And I just felt 
a leading to stand up and look through the window. So I stood up and looked through the window into the chapel. And there were all these kids sitting there um, who really, El Redil, if you guys have been there, like, you know, those Salvation Army homes don't have much mm. and around other in other parts of the country. But the kids just had so much joy on their face. And it was in that moment that I felt God's leading say, Matt, when you get back home, you already know what to do. The people back home have everything they could possibly want. They have all the meals they want. They've got the nicest beds. These kids don't. But look at these kids' faces. They've got what the people back home don't have. They've got me. They've got joy. They've got peace. They've got that abundant life. And it was. It never hurt it. It was just that leading right there in that moment in an instant that when uh, God said, Matt, when you get home, quit being dumb. You know what to do. Go do it. Yeah. I like when God says, quit being dumb to me. Too. <laughs> Which he says often. it's multiple times a day for me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine was at a, um, a youth council's in Maryland, West Virginia. I was sitting in the, well, the formerly Maryland, West Virginia, now the Potomac Division. Potomac. Right? Uh, I was sitting uh, in the back row, and it was someone I don't even remember. The most that. dangerous row, by the way. It's true. It's where all the, <laughs> it's where all the cool kids sit. Uh, and so I was sitting in the back row and I forget who was on stage, but they were doing the, the obligatory call to officership really, like, okay. you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and all of a sudden I felt a, a hand on my back and it pushed me out of my seat. And before I knew I was standing on stage. Now I looked back and there was nobody behind me. Like that was the wildest thing. And that was when I clearly felt that leading the, the actual push uh, to to go up on stage and answer that again for me first time as well uh, to answer that calling to ministry full time ministry. I like how um, God just tells me to stop being dumb, but He beats on Captain Raymer. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm slow. It takes me a minute. It takes me a minute. He needs a little bit uh, more firm encouragement, Matt. I do. Um, also, we got God name calling, God hitting people. So, like, it's <laughs> we're off to a great start. I don't, I don't know what category mine would fall fall under. Um, it was definitely a leading. I, I, Matt, I'm with you. I haven't had an experience uh, as visceral as hearing the voice of God, and I, I don't. I try very hard not to. Uh, hold doubt in my heart when people talk about that just because I haven't experienced it, but I definitely have felt uh, the leading and and it kind of began a year prior and culminated at a youth councils. Um, so yeah, I'm one of those stereotypical kids. It was youth councils and it changed my life. Uh, it, it really did though, but you know, for a year leading up to my uh, second or third youth councils, I think I was still very young. And, you know, I'd been going through a lot of things uh, with my family back home, um, particularly my parents' divorce and uh, just a lot of stuff. And the officer at the time had stepped in and um, the way that he he loved and led me uh, blew me away. Uh, I still call him very much uh, my spiritual father because uh, he took that role that I needed. And so uh, he had made an impression. And when an opportunity came of, hey, Anybody out there want to do that for somebody else? Anybody else want to do officership like that? Um, man, I, I jumped up at the chance and said, yes, absolutely. Because for a, again, for a whole year, I'd been feeling that that kind of tug and that kind of, man, purpose is, is, is before me. But I just don't know what that is yet. 
and it was there where it was very vis it was very clearly this is this is what I've been waiting for this chance to be like this person to somebody else um, that has come to since mean other things than just officership for sure but I still strive uh, in, in responding to that leading to be faithful and to be uh, to others like uh, that officer was to me you know I don't know how well I do but I try um, but that's why I also wanted to make sure I phrased this particularly right because I know for me if you asked me if I'd ever heard from God I haven't I, I have felt that tug and that leading for sure but I, I haven't heard from God and maybe some people uh, tuning into this and listening maybe you haven't heard God that doesn't mean that he's not present and I definitely think that's going to be a part of our, our conversation mm. um, because and this was a question I couldn't like get into words. Uh, so to, to, to include on screen, unfortunately. But so on the flip side of that, can you relate to a time where you just felt like you didn't have that that clear leading? Yeah, that you didn't necessarily feel that God's path was uh, right before you and you'd had no direction. For me, um, it was that, you know, I think I can't remember who it was, a church father, histor historical father who said, you know, the, who, the dark night of the soul. Right. And so I think I had my dark night of the soul um, when I left the training school uh, and went into my first appointment. Definitely. Um, I had kind of skated through off uh, training school. Fine. You know, I mean, I, I, I did fine. Uh all these things and then not skated I, through it just wasn't a difficult process it was not you. a difficult process but um <laughs> skated through makes it sound like you didn't put any effort into it well, and sure that last one day the next day i was on stage shaking the commissioner's hand okay. i remember it, a laundry basket of bears <laughs> i sledded sledded through but it was at at i remember it november november before commissioning god removed his hand and I remember feeling utterly alone. God, it was silent. And my first appointment, I mean, my first appointment, I, I was trying to do a lot of it on my own. And in those, I still remember the night I got a call from a person who was attending the Corps who was, it was the absolute scariest phone call in my life. Like I was worried about my family's physical safety. Uh, it was it was bad. It was it was a dark place. And it was about that way for about a year and a half, two years where when God tells you they hope your infant. New premature infant who just had come out of the NICU burns in hell. It's a that's a pretty. You're like, uh, hey, hey Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it shakes Where, you. That? <laughs> it shakes you for sure. And and it yeah. was like you know the prayers, the the fear, all that. It's just like a like God felt silent, like He wasn't answering. But I will say this: it was a rough year and a half, and we're not going. And I don't think any of us here on this today is going to say that like it was all sunshine and rainbows. But like now that I'm through it. I can say that God was with me all the way just because he wasn't just because I couldn't see him just because he wasn't talking to me just because I didn't feel his leading doesn't mean that he's not good doesn't mean that he's not there doesn't mean that it was for my benefit that he was doing these things. He wants us to stand on our own two feet and be able to walk in him and that, you know, and even if he sometimes takes his hands off and we go to fall, he's still thrilled with us that we're attempting to walk in him in that faith. So all that to say, um, now that I'm on the other side of that and I look back, I can sit here today and tell you I would do it again. I would do it again. I would go back and I would walk through that same thing again to know that I'm where I am with God now uh, in my relationship with him than uh, where I was. It, he 
used it to form me uh, stronger and deeper in him, which is what we pray for, right? Yeah. If we say, Lord, can I grow in you? He's going to say, oh, okay, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. Right. Right. Yeah. Can I say right now? Like, yeah. This is kind of where I am right now. Oh, I'm not like. <laughs> no, like yeah, sorry. Like no, that. this is the, the place I am in right now. Wow. In a specific situation, I feel like I haven't heard God's reassurance even. And I, sometimes, sometimes I wonder like, is it that God's not speaking to me or is it just that because of my own propensity for anxiety and stuff, is it that just that my own, uh, there's so much going on in me that I can't hear him. Does that make mm. sense? Mm -hmm. So um, we've been walking kind of this journey with our daughter. Uh, our oldest daughter has, three different vision conditions we've been walking this journey for about five years matt i guess yeah um from a, a what we thought was just a random she's worn glasses since the first grade uh, so we just thought it was a, a regular checkup at the eye doctor uh that all of a sudden turned into not a regular checkup at the eye doctor for uh, a couple of these diagnoses one in particular has some pretty uh severe consequences if we aren't able to get it under control uh, and so that kind of began this cycle of uh like a great uncertainty you know it's one thing when it's you but when it's your child and you're you know you want so much to fix all the problems uh that it adds just a whole new layer of of things to it um and so we've tried all these different kinds of treatments this the treatment that we're doing right now has held steady for about two years well just mm, about two weeks ago we went to one of her regular we pretty much live at the eye doctor a regular eye appointment uh, and again got hit felt hit with a two by four of things we weren't expecting to happen potentially an additional diagnosis um, we're reaching a point where some of those severe things that they warned us about might be a lot closer than uh, they might they might actually be a reality uh, which is pretty scary um, and and so I've you know just again as a parent trying to wrestle through these things like God what, where are you in all of this? What's happening? And I, I have not had any sense or any thing from him. I feel like where he's saying this is going to be okay. It might not be okay. It might not. We don't. We don't know. We don't know yet. Uh, but I'm. And that's scary when when you just want you just want reassurance from God. Like, hey, I'm with you. This is all going to work out. And I remember saying to Matt. Coming home from that appointment, because now this is another whole layer because of COVID, they won't let us go together to any of these kind of significant appointments. And because I've I'm typically the one that takes her, it's been me, um, you know, trying to hold it together with her there in the room because you want you want them to be OK. So you're trying to be OK so that they're OK. Uh, and I remember coming home and saying to Matt, like, if if this doesn't work, is God still good? Mm -hmm. And like, obviously the answer is yes, but saying it and knowing it and believing it, but then really like, really like it, it, yes, he's still good, but is he still good? <laughs> is it still good? And I just, one of my favorite verses that I just cling to, and it goes right with his Thanksgiving thing is uh, from Philippians. It says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, even when you're sitting in the eye doctor hearing, you know, these things that your kid is going to go through in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, 
even when your soldiers are calling you and telling you they're going to come and beat you up and burn the place yeah. down and all this thing, we still are post with Thanksgiving. And so, you know, I try, I try to think like, okay, what are the, do you say God with Thanksgiving? So I'm praying and I'm trying to like, okay, what, what are the things that I'm thankful about in this situation? And there are definitely tons of things that in this situation that I can be thankful for. I am thankful that we have excellent insurance that, uh, you know, these are not these solutions. These things that we're trying are not cheap. Um, they're not things that, you know, just anybody has access to. But because we have such good insurance, we're able to afford it and to try, you know, not just one expensive treatment. But when that one doesn't work, move on to a different a different wow. one. Uh, and so, you know, I'm thankful for the Salvation Army um, who, you know, has said to us, like, listen, we have the flexibility. I have the flexibility. I have to be at the eye doctor with my child, you know, every month, every couple of weeks. I have the flexibility to, to leave during the day and take my daughter to the appointments that she needs. Um, they give, you know, they say to me, you you take care of your child. I'm thankful for our friends and family who surround us in prayer, um, who, you know, who are praying for her, who check in on her, um, who love, you know, who love us. There are so many things even in this dark situation where I don't have answers and I don't necessarily hear the audible voice of God, I can, I can see his blessing because I'm choosing to look for it. I can see the blessings um, that are there and, and be thankful even in a really crappy situation. Yeah. At least I'm trying. It doesn't, all, it's not, <laughs> not every moment of every day is like that. Some, yeah. some days I'm just mad and crying. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. And, um, first, wow, just thanks for being real, you know, uh, for being honest with that. Cause, and I think that's part of it too. And that what, what makes struggles so much harder is when we have this perspective of, because I struggle, I'm doing it wrong somehow. Like, uh, that propensity to reflect it on ourselves and, and carry it a certain way because, well, Everybody else has got this fine. Everybody else so clearly hears the voice of God and knows exactly what they're going to do with their lives. What's wrong with me? Sure. You know, and um, really for the last two series, it's been unintentional, but it's happened where we've talked about those things in such a way to say, it's, oh, it's okay. It's okay. That, that happens in this journey, this crazy faith walk that we're on with Jesus, right? It, it, it's not a, a set path. Um, and so to, to kind of normalize things, right? For sure. Yeah, I think you have a, uh, oh, there's a lot, but uh, we, I think we believe in this. We've, we've allowed ourselves in perhaps maybe just American or Western civilization, Christianity to think that like following Jesus is all going to be green grass, paved roads and sunshine and daisies, forest animals jumping around near us on the, but sometimes that walk with Jesus goes into valleys. Uh, yeah. no, not sometimes the walk with it Jesus does. will go into valleys, dark yes. places, the wilderness is cold places. And even in, it doesn't mean that he's not good. And it doesn't mean that he's not with us. And it doesn't mean that he's not using valleys and wilderness uh, babes to, to, uh, to build us up. Yeah. It's that, that social media Christianity. Oh. We see it all right. We filter what we put online. We filter that. And it's just not reality. The, the social media of how I, my relationship with those around me and all that. And we, we consume that and and assume 
that that is the reality that that person is living through, right? But That's it good. is, and and we have to be, we have to be brave enough to to not be afraid to say, "I'm hurting." Yeah, yeah. I'm struggling, and that doesn't diminish who God is. Yeah, we just have to be brave enough to to rest in that. Uh, and that's not easy. That's that's not easy to do. And and certainly there are those who who would use that against us. But there are a ton more who who would come around us. Yeah. 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 And I always think like I always. It's hard because I tend to have a lot more grace for other people than I do for myself. Sure. And so when I well, when I feel when I feel I like I would always say you know to a young person or whoever that I'm talking to that's struggling like don't don't be afraid to share your emotions with god don't be afraid to to you know it's not wrong to have questions it's not wrong oh. to doubt like god can handle your emotions but like the the amount of guilt i felt for saying to my husband is god good yeah. i'm like i'm a pa i'm a pastor i'm not supposed to have those questions so then <laughs> i have to remind myself and give myself grace the same grace that i'm willing to extend to other people and say jamie the same thing that you say to them that's true for them is true for you. God yeah. can handle these things. He create he created you. He created, you know, human emotion. He understands Amen. what you're going to. Even, you know, you know Jesus in the garden and the agony that he went through experienced mm. these kind of things. God, could you could you take this cup from me? Mm, but right. if you don't. And so that's kind of, you know, that's, I try to remind myself to pray that same prayer. God, I the, my prayer of my heart is, can you take this away from her? Mm. But if you don't, yeah, that's actually okay. some of my notes that I've uh, just think about a lot is our sometimes our prayer in those places where God is feeling silent, where we're walking through a dark place is our prayer is, Lord, get me out. But our prayer, yeah. it should be, Lord, keep me in until I've learned what you want me to learn, until I've seen what you want me to see, till you've changed me the way that I need to be molded and broken. So um, I think about Daniel. I think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before they get thrown yeah. in the fiery furnace and I mean, talk a place where God, God, God's about to feel silent, and they say our God can deliver us from this. But even if He doesn't, we're still not going to, you know, we're still not going to bow down. Right. And, that that even if faith. Right? There it is. That's, even if every Bible I have, I have that specifically highlighted in every one of them. Yeah. But even if, and what I love about that, and I, I'm glad you brought it up because I, I had that on there. Technically, God was still silent there. Yeah. Yeah. His spirit was with them, but mm -hmm. God didn't in his booming voice and in a miraculous show of power, just stop the display. Instead, he was with them. And I mean, as we've already alluded to, sometimes that's it, right? Sometimes God's silence doesn't mean absence. Yeah. And, 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 that's such a hard perspective to take. Um, I, I don't know that there's a, a solution to it. I don't know that there's a way that we can just grasp that. But we think so often, like you said, it's just that, well, God's going to show up. He's going to clearly uh, tell me what to do. And then he's going to make a way for it to just happen. There's such a strength there. Can I? So um, uh, I'm not going to use a. Uh, scripture verse. I'm actually going to use a quote, if you don't mind, from the Screw Tape Letters. So, oh. uh, the Bible, the Bible is my favorite book. I'm a Christian. You have to say that. <laughs> um, 
but my Satanism earlier. My second favorite book is the screw tape letters. And it, for those of you who don't know, very quickly, it's like written from the enemy is Jesus. It's two demons writing to one another and like how they can trick humanity into stuff. It's you, if it's a very short book. It's spectacular. Read it. But there's a quote from screw tape, the head demon talking to his nephew Wormwood. And he says this. Do not be deceived, Wormwood. Our cause is never more in danger than when a human, no longer desiring, but still intending to do our enemy's will, looks around on a universe on which every trace of him seems to have vanished. And this human asks why he has been forsaken and still obeys. Mm. Like there's the, the all hell shivers when we ask each other, look around and say, there's God is not here. God is not in these eye problems. God is not in this core. God is not in my mess right now. But looking around and, and seeing every trace of him that's vanished and ask why have we were for, forsaken. And yet when we still obey, mm. despite not hearing from him, man, that makes hell freak out. So I love that quote. Read the screw tape letters. Not enough people are. It's great. And there's also uh, a band I really enjoy actually did an entire album where each of the songs is, is a, a portion of the, the screw tape letters For by sure. a band called Close Your Eyes. It's a, it's a great, great album. That's a deep cut. Man, or, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. I, I, I love that you, you brought that quote in, but yeah, no, like that, that kind of faith, right? That, that faith that says, throw me in the fire. Mm -hmm. God's going to show up or he won't. Yeah. The kind of faith that says that gets out of the boat, right? The kind of faith that says, I trust in who God has said he is and has proven him to himself to be to me. And so while, while I feel for all intents and purposes absent of him, I'm going to keep moving forward. Okay. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's about managing our expectations. Because uh, I think sometimes we, we think, maybe it's just me, for for God to show up in this situation, this is what it's going to look like. Yes. If this happens. That's, that's how I know that God's working in this situation because it's what I, the solution that I think, right. Should happen. So uh, God, I want you to show up and show up in this way, just because mm -hmm. God, like, just because it, it takes a different turn or, you know, it's a different solution than we anticipated. doesn't mean that God's not working. Yeah. Just means yes. that sometimes his way, most of the time, his way is different than our way. And that's about managing my expectations. Uh, sometimes I shrink God. And so it's about reframing my, you know, my thoughts. It doesn't mean that God's not moving. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm rendered to pause on that just because I, it vividly reminds me of a day that I got a call. I, never thought I'd get and I had to rush to Atlanta and from Augusta normally that's about two hours and some change and I made it in an hour and 40 and that hour and 40 was sent spent silently praying for what I wanted and when I got to Atlanta I did not get what I wanted and so that that kind of, that will wreck you when you feel like God's silent and because he didn't show up the way you wanted. And it took me, it took me a little while to deal with that, that truth for sure. Um, and it's a, it's about 
taking ourself out of our prayerful intent, right? Uh, Jesus, you mentioned it earlier, absolutely. In the garden, he prayed his heart, take the cup away. This is not what I want, but I will be done, right? So yeah, pray, pray, what, pray what's on your heart, pray your desires, absolutely. Uh, but we always have to leave room for God to show up in ways we don't expect, you know? So the Lord tells us he's with us all the time. I think we get frustrated when we want to, we only believe it when we can see or feel or have the emotional warmth that he's there with us. But just because he's silent again, doesn't mean he's not there. Doesn't mean yeah. he's right there. Cause like you've mentioned earlier, sometimes God's there in the comfort. Sometimes he's there in the lesson, right? Like sometimes it is that, 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 that embrace that comfort in a difficult situation. Sometimes it's in what you learn out of it. The fact that you, you, his grace is that you got to the other side, you know? Um, so like all of it, I, I think a lot of it comes down to clearly it's, it's a perspective. We have to constantly work on stretching. You know, the, this idea of being thankful when God's silent and, and throughout this series, it's all about stretching the perspective we have of what it means to be thankful, what it means for God to show up in our lives. Right. What it means to even be in the valley, all of that. Um, it doesn't necessarily look the way we want it to look. And I think that's OK, because that also means that the way God works is not necessarily the way we want him to work. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's even better for us. I, I I feel like like I owe God everything. He owes me nothing. And yet he is still gives me. Even in those silences, right? When you come to the other side of the of those silences and, and even in that, he's still giving his blessing and he owes me nothing. Yeah. Like, that's amazing to me. Mm -hmm. I, we can't go this we can't go this episode without like talking about job right i mean yeah, job, the story right. of job is is this right where god sees silent and that like job and his friends get they get 37 chapters to just kind of <laughs> and his like, wife too his wife lays them in <laughs> they get 37 chapters to, to just <laughs> like and then and, and then like and that's the same thing god see, may see silent we may be in the 37 chapters right now but in chapter 38 god's like <laughs> Crack them knuckles. Yeah. My, my turn, guy. You know? I, I, th I think Job has come up. I know it at least came up in last week's, but I think it's come up in every one. I think so, yeah. Um, Where were you, Job? Like, who do we think we are that you know the the infinite stuff of your own life, right? Like, and then God's like to Job, like, where were you when I built the foundations of this? Of I love this? when God gets snarky. Oh man! <laughs> Job, Job, stop being dumb, and then he pushes him. Right? right. Then he pushes him. Exactly. We think we know for our own life. This is how we want it to go, God. This is how I want life to go. And God's like, bro, where were you? you? Weren't you have no idea? You yeah. have no idea. The I know. Down. I know what I'm doing, and you only get to see. Like I kind of say, I always think of it as like trying to look at like a famous picture, like the Mona Lisa through through a straw. Like we can only see through the straw. God can stand back and see the whole picture, right? Yeah. And we're and who are we to be like? Oh, God's not working the way I want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> right. Insert SpongeBob name here. Right. Um, 
Well, yeah. And, and I think of, so uh, through some scripture in, as we, we led to this, obviously we've had no trouble coming up with conversation and everything, but in first Kings, when uh, Elijah goes out on the mountain, right. Um, he proves there, Hey, you want me to speak here? I, here, here is speaking right in the midst of all of, all of this display. Here's me speaking. It's not what you expect. Yeah. Um, and it, it's in verse uh, 11 to 13, um, real quick. The, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. He's talking to Elijah here. And then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then the voice said to him, what are you doing, Elijah? I Push. <laughs> I, I love I love where that goes, because like the reason he's in the cave, the reason all of this is happening, right, is like this great and mighty prophet of the Lord had really turned coat like he'd, he'd become so fearful of of what was going to happen his anxieties about the future and everything and what what's crazy about what happens next is like he lays it all out for him and so i don't think we can handle that elijah was a, a special dude but i just love that what are you doing here what what is my prophet the great elijah the one that brought you know prayed for fire to come down from heaven what are you doing hiding in a cave I, I, I love how God continually undermines our expectations. Like the expectation is God's going to show up in power and show up in authority. And ultimately he will and does. Yes. But you mirror that. I mean, next, next month, right, is Christmas. And you mirror this, this expectation of in the fire, in the earthquake. No, no, it's a small, hey, what are you doing? But we mirror that with Christ who was born of a virgin, laid in a manger, right? The expectation, he's a king. And we right. put him where we feed animals. And then we move forward, right, 33 years, and, and he's riding a donkey in to conquer. And, and what's his conquering? He gets the tar beat out of him and is crucified. And our expectation, and this you see in four days, the people turn on Jesus. Yeah. Because our expectation was you're going to restore Israel to its glory. You're going to do all this. And, and continually, God's like, no, you're not paying attention. Yep. Like, I love I just it's the small things become huge. Yeah. Um, I think of I think of Yoda, right? cool i want to talk about this no um i, I know i recently rewatched star wars episode five and i still to this day love so much when that green puppet shows up and it's just like this is this is where we go we had we had the the wise old man the old sure. wizard in the last one now we get a muppet right and this, this is our only hope we're doomed. <laughs> yeah. But I love the lesson there of like, you know, you, you judge me by my size. Do you think like he even says first off, he's like, I'm, you know, Luke's like, I'm looking for a great warrior. It's like, oh, wars not make one great. Like mm. that, like the, you, you want this, you have this expectation for how you're going to save the galaxy. There's this whole other side to it, bro. And, and so often with God, it's the same thing of 
you 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 want these pleasures you want this comfort you want this power right but i have something so much more for you something really so much more selfless for you mm-hmm. it has actually less to do with you and more in how you give away of yourself how you serve and love others it everything about this faith we have is so paradoxical it's so uh counterintuitive in 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 one way or the other can i ask you guys like if you have a person a listener out there who's saying like uh, this is easy for you to say but like you don't know my mess right now what would you say to that person who's like god is silent right now like what what advice what practical steps could we tell these listeners to say like if god is being silent and it feels like the world is just crashing down around them what 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 would we, we say to them right now hold on <laughs> yeah just hold on. I, mean, I think that's good uh, clinging to the promises you know that's one of the thing like really getting into the word uh and just trying to hold fast to the word yeah you can't force god to move and again, just because we don't sense him doesn't mean he's not there. But there's nothing a lot. Of, I think sometimes we try like, well, if I, you know, if I do this or I do this or I do this, we just try so much in our own strength to make these things happen. Mm. Yeah. God's going to reveal himself when he's going to reveal himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I think just hold on, keep doing, you know, keep following, keep listening, keep searching. He's going, he's not going to stay silent forever. It'll be it will be over when it's over kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, tough I, because it sounds dismissive and it doesn't sound very comforting. Well, and, and also it puts a it puts a goalpost on there, and and yeah. I don't think that's fair either. When we tell people a little fair. bit, like, I mean, I, I've shared before, uh, even you know, I deal with depression on a regular basis. You know, I've been dealing with that since I was twelve, and so it never has, and I don't know if it ever will go away. So I, it, and that has shifted the perspective of how I talk about depression. Yeah, there's episodes. Those can be very brief moments, very uh, brief dips. Um, but there's also longevity to depression sometimes. Um, I, I think similarly, but in a different way, um, I'd say cling to him and hang in there, but sp- Almost, I'd say start over because that's kind of I'm thinking of what I kind of had to go through in a moment like this in my life where it really just felt like it all fell apart and I had no direction and I had no support spiritually. I felt like I felt like it was just like it all, it's all gone. And, and but I kind of rolled with that of, well, I felt like everything I built fell over. This is the Jenga Tower situation spiritually. And so now what? build a new one. And I felt like in that moment, what I had to do was really start over and go back to basics and cling to those truths in a new way. Right. Because I I looked at it from the perspective of, all right, God's kind of gone quiet on me. Everything I think I know has fallen apart. So why don't I start building again and reworking that faith and, and not believe something different necessarily, but try and come at it new because obviously this is a whole new situation. And so, um, which I mean, and, and I realize in saying that that sounds easier, uh, than it is to do. Uh, and I'm, I'm certainly still in that process of revisiting basics from where I find myself in life now. Right. Um, but I can say that 
it's it's definitely helped shift my perspective um, so that when when these things are going on and I still recognize that I, I still don't have direction in everything in life, the perspective I have of it now isn't uh, dictated by what expectations I had in the beginning, if any of that makes sense. I think also it's good to remember uh, to remind ourselves of what God has done. Right. Sometimes when you're in the moment, it's so easy just to, to focus on, you know, for me, it's easy to spin out, right? God's gone. He's not going to work in this situation. It's just done. Uh, but I have to, you know, particularly, I think, in the situation that we're with Lily's eyes. Uh, I remember, okay, Jamie, you felt the same kind of despair at that first diagnosis. But look, you know, look at the blessings. Look what God did. You feel this despair again now. But remember, remember, you know, remember what God did and and just keep keep going. Remember, look at all these things in the Bible where, you know, people thought God was silent and, yeah. it, you know, time was coming. And so it's for me, it's good, like you said, to go back to the word, to go back to the basics and just to be reminded to remind myself. Jamie, like he he's there. He is good. Yeah, there's there's a reason in especially like the book of Exodus, right? When they're in the desert, that so many times that God takes a chance to speak to his people that he says, remember Egypt, yeah. right? Remember what was done. Remember, you know, not that they would actually forget the Lord, but that they would spiritually, if they aren't careful, forget the Lord and look at this desert situation from human eyes, right? Uh, and, and I think that's the danger we all have spiritually is to forget what God has done and to just see the desert. I, I think an important piece to this is have better friends than Job did. Yep. I was going to say the same. <laughs> yeah, like, May none of us be Job's friends. Yeah. Like yeah, have friends people. like Daniel did. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And if not, he is still good. Mm. I have godly friends around me. If we're going to go down, we're going to go down together, you know, or, or having godly friends who can speak into, you know, my depression or when I feel God is silent. Like, I think that's important. I think that's, I think that's difficult uh, for men typically more than women. I think that's difficult for pastors more than, than others. Cause there's this expectation of you got it together. Hmm. Right. And then we talked about this last week, actually. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I rarely have it together. Uh, I just pretend like I do, which maybe I shouldn't pretend like I do. Um, but, you know, there is this expectation of you're not going to be running around saying the sky's falling, even if it is. Uh, but you need people around you who can speak into yeah. when you hurt and not look at you like you're forsaken christ or you know yeah I, you need that yeah. yeah i think the the worst thing that we can say like job's friends will be like well first off that's a you problem right yeah. like check that check your you know there there is some time for that really but like that you don't lead with that and number two like i think sometimes it's hard for us some as christians when somebody says somebody opens up like you're shaking hands at the end of a holiness meeting and you're leaving and somebody says something like what's going on in their life and you're just like i'll just pray for you you know, uh, yes, we pray for them, but man, sometimes we forget by the time we walk out the back door. And yeah. so I think just we can't be if we're going to be honest 
and say we're not doing fine. We hope that people are there to hear us. We just want to be heard. And yeah. uh, that was what we can do. Uh, just hear one another and not to just be dismissive. Like, well, I'll pray for you. Yeah. Like, well, and that's the thing. And, and good, good help. Good friends do that. It's not just a complaint fest. We, recently we're even just talking to this with our teen group right like it's good to have friends you can vent to but there's a big difference between venting and just complaining and like having a friend that just lets you wallow in your feelings about something or pushes you back in when you like start to come down right yeah Yeah. but remember all that junk um (laughs) and and i i've been blessed and what i found is that the the people i lean on miraculously you know and i know it's got to be a god thing when when i'm down they're up right when mm, it we it really feels like supernaturally we're always in sync in that when we need them it's not to say like if someone came to me it's not to say that i'm just on cloud 9 necessarily but i'm in a place that i can listen and i can help and i and if necessary i can push right yeah. um i i don't feel like i can't be there for you and and similarly when i feel like i'm just out they're there um, and, and that's a great way that God's grace is, is in those relationships and, and, and in those groups that we do life with, um, is that we find they're, they're there and they're, they're ready to listen. They're ready to, uh, be present really. Um, cause like you said, that's, that's really what we want. We want presence. We want, we want validation. We want to be heard. Yeah. Like, I don't want, I, I dismiss my own pain. I don't need someone else to dismiss it for me as well. Right. I need someone to tell me. Hey, no, let's talk about that. That's not okay. Like, you know, um, so yeah, a, a good circle is a big deal. A, a, a very helpful thing. Um, well, something to, uh, close us out with as we kind of, uh, get towards the end. I just had Psalms full of great little tidbits. And if you want a, a book that goes completely bipolar with it and that, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want to. My soul is, you know, dying. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds good. It makes you feel good about yourself. Bipolar. That's a, it, I like that. Uh, description. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I'm fine. No, I'm not. Pick an emotion. Um, That's what it is. <laughs> right. Songwriters, oh, man, man. David. Um, so, but Psalm 62, one says, truly my soul finds rest in the Lord. My salvation comes from him. Um, and, and just the reminder, and as we've discussed it, at length here, but also just again, that the, the Lord is, is, is with you. You, you might now, and you might for a long time have felt like it's been silence, like it's been a valley, like it's been a struggle. Um, I think one big thing is to, to wanting to validate your feelings. If you, if you find yourself there, that's, that's, that's real and that's okay. And I, and hopefully hearing, uh, you know, pastors very openly talk about their struggles has has helped you see that and then it's very purposeful in that we lean heavily on pastors and and their their lives because if the pastors can struggle and then then so can the sheep um but not just that we would struggle but that we would see god's goodness in it right or that we would surround us with folks who can help us see god's goodness in it yeah if that makes sense. That's awesome. That's a good, good word, John, to finish up. So, well, thank you guys so much for, for jumping in, for being our comfort uh, blanket, as you uh, described it. 
My goal is to knock Ken Argot off of his four episode perch. <laughs> right. So I, I expect one more. <laughs> oh, trust me. Uh, you will be back. Uh, we'd love to have you anytime. We're, we're circling. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we got half the team. So on this board. is where the narrator comes on and is like, they weren't back. <laughs> right. They weren't back. Matt was never invited. It like freezes. Matt was right. never invited back yeah, to the episode. Seinfeld, Seinfeld jazz tune plays in the back. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, we'd love to have you. Um, we're entering into a new season uh, next week, talking all about the living hope. And so we've got one more week of uh, this, of, of trying to um, shift our thankful hearts um, to not just thank the Lord for the good stuff, but also the stuff where he's good in spite of it not being good. Um, and then from there, we go into uh, discussing the living hope, remembering the reason for the season. Yeah, we're being stereotypical about it. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, 2022, let's talk. Let's get you back. Let's, let's... Uh, get you in on whatever that's going to be. I don't think we've talked that far ahead. We're not. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> Listen, this <laughs> Christmas, you just survived. Right. Right. Well, true. I mean, that's kind of where we're at in life right now. So, but, um, uh, well, would either of you, uh, Saturdays, like to close us in prayer uh, for, for the evening? Sure, I will. Let's pray. Awesome. Hey, God Almighty, we know that you are here. You are good. Even when life is terrible, even when life is rough, even when we are in a mess, you're still here. You've promised that through us, your, through your word over and over and over again. But Lord, will you forgive us when we say that when, when we just forgive us, Lord, when we think that it's all about us? Will you just wash us clean of that, Lord? Will you please just it, – it, we're not <clears> – <throat> There are people, Lord, who are here in this right now who are just going through a rough time. And Father, we just pray that you, your presence would be made known to them. Will you speak a word? Will you, will you let um, perhaps this podcast or a song or you, you know, uh, opening the Bible and just reading your word, may something just stick out to remind this person, whoever they are, that they are not alone, that you are there with them. So Lord, help us, Father, to have the kind of faith that even when we look around this world with the news, with the despair that we see, with the loneliness, the hopelessness that's in the world today, that we look around the world and say, God is still present in this. God is still here. And in that, obey. Lord, help us to obey even in the silence. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you guys again. And everybody have a good night.